Welcome everyone to another episode of the Lance Curve Show podcast. I have a short one today. Um, this was inspired by Sister Jay. She sent this to me and I told her this was right on point. I'm going to play this twice. It's very short, but it stoked so many thoughts in my mind. Very powerful words from this man. And this is where I am right now. Listen in. I'm going to play this twice. Listen the first time, go deep in the same second time. And I'm going to kind of not rant, but let my thoughts flow on this. And I want you to flow with it also. There'll be more shows coming tonight for sure. I was on my way out, but this hit me and knocked me down so hard I had to do it now. Listen in. Enjoy. Okay, there was a couple of um, people who said they can't hear it, so we'll do it the same old-fashioned way. Through the microphone. Listen in. Good afternoon, TikTok, and welcome to William's Walk Through the Mausoleum. Do you know what happens after your funeral? In a few short hours, the crying will die down, and your family will be busy making arrangements for food or drink for your friends and relatives. 
some of your relatives will start discussing current events over coffee. And some people will call your family to tell them that they can't make it in person because of an emergency. Some people will secretly start making travel arrangements because life is just too short. And someone in your family will start arguing that they contributed more financially to the funeral than others did. Eventually, the crowd is going to go their separate ways. And in the coming days and weeks, your cell phone might ring on occasion for people who didn't realize that you died. Your employer will begin to search for your replacement. In a few days, your children will go back to work because their bereavement leave has run out. In a month, your spouse will be watching a comedy on TV and start to laugh. You'll be forgotten at an astonishing pace. Everyone's life will go back to normal. There'll be new elections, new scandals, and the traffic on the daily commute will be the same. And the Super Bowl will go on just as planned. Meanwhile, the first anniversary of your passing will be celebrated in a grand manner. But in the blink of an eye, years are going to have gone by there'll be very few people left to remember you. One day, looking at old photos, a friend might remember you. In your community, of the hundreds of people you became acquainted with, only one person may remember you and think about you sometime. Now tell me, if people will forget you so easily, then who are you living your life for? Who are you worried about? You spent your whole life worrying about what people will think about you. They don't, and they won't. So live your life for you. Have a good afternoon. There you go. There you go. We had a little sound malfunction. I got to change the wire here so the sound or anything added in can be heard, but we got the sound out. So, for those who just came in, I'm going to play it again so everybody can get a, get a little bit of taste of it. Now we've got it straight. Here we go. Good afternoon, TikTok, and welcome to William's Walk Through the Mausoleum. Do you know what happens after your funeral? In a few short hours, the crying will die down and your family will be busy making arrangements for food or drink for your friends and relatives. Some of your relatives will start discussing current events over coffee, and some people will call your family to tell them that they can't make it in person because of an emergency. Some people will secretly start making travel arrangements because life is just too short. And someone in your family will start arguing that they contributed more financially to the funeral than others did. Eventually, the crowd is going to go their separate ways. And in the coming days and weeks, your cell phone might ring on occasion from people who didn't realize that you've died. Your employer will begin to search for your replacement. In a few days, your children will go back to work because their bereavement leave has run out. In a month, your spouse will be watching a comedy on TV 
and start to laugh. You'll be forgotten at an astonishing pace. Everyone's life will go back to normal. There'll be new elections, new scandals, and the traffic on the daily commute will be the same. And the Super Bowl will go on just as planned. Meanwhile, the first anniversary of your passing will be celebrated in a grand manner. But in the blink of an eye, years are going to have gone by, and there'll be very few people left to remember you. One day, looking at old photos, a friend might remember you. In your community, of the hundreds of people you became acquainted with, only one person may remember you and think about you sometime. Now tell me, if people will forget you so easily, then who are you living your life for? Who are you worried about? You spent your whole life worrying about what people will think about you. They don't, and they won't. So live your life for you. Have a good afternoon. So true, so true. I'm going to drop the link after this broadcast is over in the description area below. So we can have the link and actually this was forwarded to me. So when I'm looking at the screen now, I don't see the actual person who posted this. So we'll figure it out after that. <clears throat> anyway, why did this make me think so hard about this particular video that was sent? Thank you, Sister J, for sending it to me. I told you I was going to do something about it. Well, because in this day and age of social media, especially, I'm not blaming social media just for this phenomenon of people worrying about who is thinking about them or what they're saying about them, because in actuality, this has been going on ever since humans and humankind have inhabited the earth. So why would I pick on social media? Because it's more evident now. It's more exposed now. And me being a content creator for 21 years online, I see it. I see the hungry people who have found a new platform, a new venue, a new place to get attention. And many people are not showing their true selves. They fabricate a personality, they fabricate a persona, and they will sit down and not have anything else productive going on with their life. And they will try to know everybody, try to influence everybody, getting caught up in wondering how years have gone by in their life. But then again, this has gone on before. It goes on in churches. It goes on in schools. It goes on in the workplace. It goes on in churches. People want to get up on the podium, in the pulpit rather, and speak some truth. And afterward, ask everyone that they can, how did I sound? We have professors and we have students that they want to debunk the curriculum of what has already been proven. And some things are propaganda. So they elect themselves to challenge the powers that be, and for the sake of ego, they try to outshine. In the workplace, we have a competition 
to get to the top, to go higher, to be favored by supervisors and administrators because they want to get to the top. To the top of what? Receiving more stress? To receive a few pennies more? And they work hard for years and jockey for position to get a few more pennies on the dollar. And then what? Nobody cares. So I'm not saying this in a way of being negative. No, I'm, I'm not going to do that. We all need to strive for something. But the older I get on the chronological level, the more I can see when I look back. And a lot of what we strive for that we try to paint in a righteous way is only a concern with who knows us, who cares about us, who will remember us. And I can't say that it's wrong, but all of it is not right. There's a lot of hidden agendas and secret motivations going on as we paint our persona and indulge in self-applause. There was a song by, what is her name? Alicia Bridges. She's the one who sung, uh, I love the nightlife, I like to boogie. I remember that song because I used to have my headphones on the train going to the High School of Art and Design in Manhattan. And I would I would have that on tape, so I would always play it. And it wasn't the popular song. It was the B-side of I Love the Nightlife, which was entitled Self-Applause. It was a very deep song, and I was always that type of thinker, even from young. And I would look at the people on the train when I heard this song, Self-Applause. I'd love to play it, but YouTube and maybe different platforms might try to give me copyright issues. But after this is over, I'll put this below in the description area. But I would see some of the same people in that community. And I would see past the persona, sitting there still. I would see somebody who's looking confident, but in some moments they're looking around and making sure that their clothes are right and you see that confident look drop as someone else walked by who was dressed a little better with more expensive clothes on. It's those quick moments that you catch that go over the head of most people. But when I'm in a crowd around other people, I catch those all the time. Very few things get past me. And it's an ability and it's a gift as an artist to be able to see those things and to be able to replicate them on paper, on some type of creative medium. And that's all I've seen long before social media has come around. And for me, I don't wanna be one of those people. That's why when I came here online, I said, I gotta be myself. I, I, I can't wear a mask. I can't piggyback on someone else's attention or fame because I want a little bit myself while my life is like the sand in the hourglass trickling away. I want the real. Too many people are living double lives. I've done so, but not on this level for attention. A lot of little things I did in the middle of the night and slipped out the back door of a woman's house 4.30 in the morning before traffic starts. Yes, I admit that. Anyone who hasn't tried on some other persona or done something that they knew had to be kept in the shadows, they are damn lively saying that they did. But who are you really living for? 
who you're really living your life for. And it is gone. And people don't even remember you. So for me, this really affected me because I've asked myself this question many decades ago. And as I started to find the answers to this question, more and more physical, spiritual, mental, and emotional leeches fell away from my life. And those who couldn't have a handle to hold on to me, not that I'm saying I'm all that, but I was always one who wasn't a follower. And if I happened to be walking along the path of someone equidistantly, didn't mean I'm a follower. It just meant that we were traveling down the same road for a time. Like a bus route that leaves a downtown station. They all leave off of two or three different roads until they split up as the miles go by to their own destination. But those people will complain and tell you that you're selfish, that you're turning away from them. But all you're doing is focusing in on yourself to find out who you're really living your life for. If we really, really look in the mirror and ask ourselves and be honest with ourselves, it is not a matter of looking in the mirror. You can go in your bed and lay down. You can go in the park and find a quiet spot. You can go to the beach and watch the gentle waves come in. But wherever you end up, you need to ask yourself. And I'm not preaching to anybody because you know what? As soon as this broadcast is over, I'm going to ask myself that question again. This is a question that we should constantly ask ourselves. Because just like in the recording that you heard from the gentleman on TikTok, and again, I will drop that link in the bottom. After you're gone, how many people are going to remember you? Are they going to sit around for hours and have conversations about you? It may happen. But as this artificial thing called time moves on, you'll be talked about less and less. And somebody years from now may find that photo of you and not even know who you are. Who is this person? I don't know. It's a friend of my father's. That's a friend, or that's a distant cousin. Even those in your own inner circle may not remember you after a time. They'll hear a song and think of something funny. But that's the way it goes. So why do we fight so hard for things that don't even matter? Right now, my channel is extremely shadow banned. And I've been online for 21 years. And you know what? I'm really let go. I do this for the ones that I love to continue on because they like it. There are so many millions of other channels out there that can entertain you, that can inform you, that can really implant that sense of urgency that you need to have. How dare I think that I'm the center of the universe? And I don't, I don't think so. I never thought so. But when I look at this social media infestation on the subconscious minds of people all over the world, I realize that they don't think that way. See, it's, it's a matter of time that you begin to think different in this life. Right now, next year, I turn 60 years old. At 40 years old, I thought a lot different. At 30 years old, I thought a whole lot different. Oh my God, at 20, 
I was a smart guy. I was intuitive and deeply spiritual, but highly carnal. As most of us are in this world, most of us are. And my thing is, I just don't understand how we can still think the same way that we thought many years ago and think we can have a better life, which many of us think we have a better life, but maybe we have accrued more material items. Maybe we got more status in the world as far as a job or a political endeavor. There are all kinds of ways of getting status and power, but what does it matter? What are you doing for yourself? When was the last time you spent some quiet time for yourself? When was the last time you treated yourself to something? It's not about money, but if you have money in your pocket that you've been giving away to everybody else, why don't you take a little money and treat yourself and take yourself out on a date? And when it comes time to give, give from the heart, not because somebody wants something from you and put you in a position to always siphon from you, but do things that you enjoy and don't let people get into your life and manipulate your mind and take your resources. Again, we go back to speaking like I did the other day when we spoke about spiritual predators. Spiritual predators don't like you doing you. Get the most satisfaction. And it doesn't mean hedonistic satisfaction, but down to your soul. What is your mission? Why are you here? Who are you really living your life for? Listen, you have people that use you. You have people that abuse you. You have people sometimes around you where only you get 5% of your total life force out of the day for yourself. And you're completely discharged and have to recharge after they got out of you what they got out of you. Do you. When you wake up in the morning, whenever you wake up, because you might work the late shift or wake, wake up in the afternoon, doesn't matter, same proximity. Ask yourself, what is it that I want to do constructively with my time and make that priority? Too many of us are trying so hard to be liked. Isn't that funny how social media lingo goes? You're either relegating yourself as a follower or one who is a leader. You got to hit that like button and people get more likes. Yes, it's a business and you want more likes. And I'm going to tell you, hit the like button. But I'm not saying that from an egotistical need, a narcissistic need to, yes, I got a thousand likes. I got 2000 likes. It's a business. It helps the algorithm. If you don't do it, it's not going to hurt me. Because what I do comes out of the heart because this brings me great joy. I live, I live to help to a certain point. I'm not a doormat. And neither should you be. You owe it to yourself to take that time and show love to yourself. Maintain yourself. Don't be too selfish in the world, but also make sure to vet and assess and to give that spiritual credit check to the people who come around you. And sometimes 
they have to give like on many jobs, that reassessment of these people who are in your life. You know, when you first get hired, when you go to that interview, that job interview, you wear the nicest outfit appropriately, you spread it up on the company or the job that you're going for, you're smiling and pleasant with everybody. And when you sit down to that interview, you put your best foot forward. Now we know sometimes we hide certain traits and things under the surface, but anybody who is hiring knows what's going on. So if you're honest at that job interview, you'll have no problems later on if you get hired. But isn't it funny how when you see that new person coming in, that after a few months, they're not smiling the same way when they walked into that job interview, they are mean mugging everybody. So I put on a false superficial imagery. You're lying to the employer and you're lying to yourself. But the thing is, most of the time, we lie to ourselves about what we're really living for. Sometimes we don't even know. And just think of the amount of people that have gone through several decades of their life and they don't even know themselves because they don't know what they're living their life for. Religion is handed to you. You accept it because mommy and daddy and family and community have been doing this. And since they're smarter than you, so you think, you roll with it. You let it permeate your soul and you spit back to others who seem as though they don't have a clue. And you preach to them. How many things were handed to us? How many things were given to us that we didn't know how toxic it was? I saw a little baby. Not really a baby baby, but like, you know, one who was uh, three, four years old. I'm a bad, uh, I can't judge the ages of children. I'm bad that way because they're getting so big now they could be so young. But they were talking, little child was talking. And, um, Little, they were walking down the aisle where they had all the cheese. Now, if you don't already understand, when you go down in the market aisle looking for cheese in a big supermarket, all of it is not cheese. You have pasteurized, processed cheese food. Pasteurized and processed. It ain't just cheese, no. It's been processed and pasteurized. It looks like cheese, but it's not wholly cheese. And then you have pasteurized cheese food, which is not as processed as the other one. But how many things that look like cheese will say on the packaging, cheese? So little baby saw the little hood cheese. You know, they don't really put real cheese in our neighborhoods. Mommy, mommy, I want some cheese. And then they saw the juice drinks which when you see in the supermarket, it doesn't say 100% juice. And even then, it's processed calories and it's glorified sugar water, regardless as to the source. Mommy, I want juice. And it said, juice, drink, 5% juice. So it's not juice. Why am I saying this? I'm saying this because everything that's on social media, everything that you see in life out in the street is not always what it's supposed to be deep down on the inside. And if we don't know what we're living for, we will not have that gift of discernment 
that third eye, that Holy Spirit, whatever you want to call it, is the same thing. And if we're not on point within ourselves and have slayed ourselves and conquered our own ego, then we will be really fooled when those fraudulent entities come up on us and roll up on us in life, we'll be fooled every time because we don't know what we're really living our life for. See? So that's where I'm coming from with this. Just a simple little message. Ask yourself the question and understand how far off the mark you are, not from comparing yourself to someone else, but just looking within a little deeper. Because I tell you as a fact, the longer you live life and the more you're at peace with yourself, you have nothing to prove. Even with my page and platforms, how the governments have gone against it to reduce this, this effectiveness, it doesn't matter to me because I'll always do what I do, but I understand what I'm really living my life for. And that's all I have to say today. Now, we're going to have some shows later on. I got to make a run out. But after Sister J sent this to me, I really, really had to touch on this for a short time before I left. And I see everybody in the chat room going to run out right now. But their conversations, Sister Oyala, haven't forgotten. We got to do it within the next few days. I'm good. I have a lot of time now. Sunkissed, I see you there. Reginald Scott, Peaceful Pulley, Matthew White. Chanel Woods, I can scroll up more and I know I missed a few people. But I like to come out and come out with a bang when I speak, when I speak. This the spirit hits me. So anyway, you all have a wonderful, wonderful afternoon. I think it's going to be uh, almost 2 o'clock there on the East Coast and so on and so forth over to the West Coast. I always direct my shows to honor those there because that's my route. Even though I'm in the crowd, Ghana, that's my root. And I'll never forget where I come from. Never, ever, ever. Thank you so much. And I hope you got something from that message. Share it, like it, and whatever you want to do with it. If you don't like it, thumbs it down. Doesn't matter to me. That means at least I got a reaction out of you, even if you did that. So I'm going to go do some food shopping. Come on back. You know, we're going to do some cooking. And I'm going to get back on. I have some other things I have to say. And we will go on. A little longer. Much love to you all. I will talk to you in a few hours. Peace.